the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Group. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Good evening, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you for another edition of The Advocate. Thank you so much for joining us this Sunday evening. Uh, Tonight, we're going to talk about the holiday season. We're so very close to Christmas, and obviously, it's a time for giving, and I know children think it's a time for receiving gifts, but uh, it's never too late or too late to talk about giving, because giving is so important when what we're giving is so important to the people receiving. And some of the things that are being given this holiday season are so fundamental and so basic, it's amazing people could get excited about receiving things like socks and underwear. Uh, But there's a group called the Christ Child Society, uh, and with that group we have a representative from the group, Kathy Caruso. Kathy, thank you for joining us tonight. Good evening, thank you. Christ Child Society. Tell us about that. I I haven't personally heard has that been around. The organization was actually founded in Washington, D.C. by Mary Virginia Merrick. In 1887, the first layette was distributed. Our chapter in Cleveland was founded in 1916 by Mary Virginia Merrick's best friend, who is Mary... Um, uh, mm-hmm. Mabel Mattingly. She was a professor at Western Reserve College. And she formed a group of women who um, started uh, this organization and distributed personal necessity items to newborns. And our signature project and every chapter in the United States, which there are 46 of them, distribute this particular item, which are layettes. We pack and distribute layettes to newborn children who are in need who normally would go home to nothing, and a layette is um, distributed to the to the mothers in the hospital. Sounds like an early 1900 word layette. Uh, how would you define that? What's a, what makes up a layette in uh, 2018? It's a bundle of necessities, it, blankets. Mm-hmm. It's wrapped in a blanket, a quilt, and then inside it has um, outfits and uh, little socks and a book and receiving blankets and bibs and hats and um, socks and a couple changes of outfits depending on the season and it's got a sleep sack so it's really all-inclusive well i I just heard of this group uh within the last couple weeks so i I missed the first hundred and some years of it uh and uh, a mutual friend and member of your group i guess jane yurichek was telling us about uh not only the kinds of gifts you give, but the people you give them to. How, how does your group find the people to receive these things? And, and is it strictly layouts, or do you give other things now to children and so on? We, the items that we distribute, for instance, the layouts and another program called the My Stuff Bags, mm-hmm. those are distributed through social workers. We deal with almost 80 agencies in the greater Cleveland area and some of Lorain County and dis- work through social aid, social workers. We um, also distribute winter new brand new winter coats, school uniforms. We distribute through shoes and clothes for kids, and we also distribute um, um, various other items, mm-hmm. uh, personal items. A lot of these children, and a good portion, especially in my stuff bags, are distributed to children in homeless shelters and crisis centers when they flee their home with their moms they usually leave with only the clothes on their back and they have nothing Um, the beds and cribs we distribute through uh, social workers as well now now the group itself uh, is it organized as a corporation or do you operate through some other organization or how does that work we are it's just a national chapter, national organization, mm-hmm. and again, 46 chapters. There's over 6,000 members across the United States. These are 6,000 member chapters or people? P- 
people, volunteers. Or actually people. Yeah. Now, uh, when uh, money comes in, how much of it goes out? Or this is always a big question. How much goes out directly to the beneficiaries, the people, recipients, and how much is used for administrative costs? We have only two part-time employees. We have an mm-hmm. office manager, bookkeeper, and we have a resale shop on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, and mm-hmm. that manager is also a part-time employee. So we have no executive director. Our Usually that um, percentage base is based on how much we raise that year. Mm-hmm. It's, it hovers around 10% is administrative cost. Well, I, I guess that's not too bad. Uh, if you look at it the other way, 90% goes directly out to Correct. the individuals. Correct. Now, how do you do your fundraising? How do you get money? Are you funded by, like, United Way or anything like this? No, uh, we are not, and uh, we have no corporate backing unless it's through, for instance, we just had our large fundraiser, fundraiser which was our Starlight Ball, and um, we have corporate sponsors there for tables, uh, but they bring guests, and um, it's just a large, our largest fundraiser. raises approximately 70 to 75% of our budget every year. We also have our resale shop, which not only enables uh, the community to buy merchandise, mm-hmm. resale merchandise at a very good price, but it also helps fund our organization. And then also we have a spring luncheon called the Red Wagon. And that is a large um, fashion show luncheon for about 450 women. And that is also our third fundraiser. Where is that located? That is has been for the last three years at Landerhaven. And how many women do you get show, showing up? This year we had 489 women. But we usually expect about 450. Wow. Now what kind of budget do you guys have per year? Uh, Annually, a uh, about $280,000. And as you say, 90% of that goes out to uh, to the people. Correct. To the children we serve, and we mm-hmm. serve just under 7,000 last year, children. For the My Stuff Bag, what kind of things uh, do you put into that? Very basic necessity items for these children. Mm-hmm. and it, we're, it's, not, we're not putting in Xbox computers and no, video games? No, it's underwear, including underpants, mm-hmm. undershirts, socks, it includes shorts and t-shirt or sweatpants um, and a sweatshirt. It includes um, some sort of activity because what the social workers tell us is that their moms, when they go on interviews, need the children to be occupied. So maybe flashcards, coloring book, crayons, um, and then also some hygiene items like soap, toothpaste, and toothbrush, and uh, floss. Now, are you looking for volunteers to help uh, pack this stuff and distribute it, or how always. does that work? Yes, always looking for volunteers. Uh, where do the volunteers end up working? Do you have a location? We have our office. Our main office is at 7901 Detroit Avenue, mm-hmm. the old um, St. John's Hospital, Augustine Manor. Okay. Um, and w- Catholic Charities donates that space to us gen- very generously of mm-hmm. them. And um, we are up on the third floor. Well, that's great. And can people come out and uh, just volunteer like one time, or do you, you have to sign up to become a member of your group forever? Yes. They have a, we have what's called a provisional year, mm-hmm. and uh, ranges anywhere from 14 to almost 30 women every year mm-hmm. sign up, and uh, they go through the provisional year. Then they're officially installed after that year is up, and then they're official member, and they can volunteer for whatever project we want. We have a approximately nine different projects mm-hmm. that they could volunteer for. Now, is this affiliated with any particular church or religion? No, no. So this is non-denominational. Mm-hmm. It was originally founded in 1916, or actually in 1887, as a mm-hmm. Catholic or- women's organization, mm-hmm. but s- approximately World War II time frame, it lost that uh, denomination. And it's uh, basically a Christian organization, uh, faith-filled, and um, it's non-denominational as far as our members and also the children we serve. Uh, do you have to be a woman? No, nowadays? actually you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned it started as a woman's group. Yes. But uh, I guess probably predominantly women. Correct. But uh, men are invited to join also. Yes, they are. Oh, very good. Now, if people want to donate uh, to the group, uh, what? how do they go about that? Are you online or something? Or what? We have a website, beautiful oh. website. Um, it is www.ChristChildSocietyCleveland.org, and you can donate directly online. 
That's Christ Child Society Cleveland.org? Correct. Oh, very good. So I guess you can find out everything mm-hmm. you want to know about your organization uh, to do that. And uh, when we talk about the necessities, do you get donations of the necessities themselves, like underwear and things, or do you get cash and go out on shopping sprees, or do you have sources for this? We have many sources. Mm-hmm. Um, we buy items as cost-effective as possible uh, to meet within our budget. Um, we do have donations. For instance, a few churches this year included us in their giving trees, um, so we receive various items from them, not only gift cards, Walmart, Target, because those are primary shopping sources, but also um, some did donate books, which uh, help our libraries out that we service, and then also um, did donate some underwear necessity items that go into Mm -hmm. the My Stuff bags. Well, very good. We're talking to Kathy Caruso, and you're the president Mm -hmm. of the uh, Christ Child Society of Cleveland. Uh, that uh, they, they labor and raise money to um, basically give necessities to primarily children and mothers in need. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. We'll be back after these words. Don't go away. plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips and Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. And in this segment, we're still talking to Kathy Caruso. She is the president of 
Christ Child Society of Cleveland, which um, is a very, to me, a very moving organization because of the simplicity and the gifts they get to people in need. Kathy, again, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Um, how long were you with this organization? How did you find out about it? This is my seventh year, and um, it was introdu- introduced to me from a friend. Um, the introduction at the beginning of the year, we have a informational coffee, and I was invited by a friend who had been a longtime member and still is. And what attracted you to the group? And why did you dedicate your time and even becoming president? We know what that's like being a president of a group. I um, I was looking for something. I had mm-hmm. been laid off from uh, my last job, and I would look. I had always looked for something, mm-hmm. and uh, this was extraordinarily meaningful because of the different activities that they have, and you're able to volunteer for. And you got hooked. I got hooked. <laughs> well, as we were talking during the break, uh, what, what I'm interested in, from your perspective, have you been able to? see the reactions from some of the people receiving these things? I have, in some senses, because our organization is a little different from other organizations. Mm -hmm. You can't, uh, it's not an illness, which you can see and feel and get emotional about. It's not a school that everybody wants to donate to where their kids go. We are helping children in need who work through social workers, and especially the children who flee with their moms to crisis centers those a lot of those crisis centers are um unnamed in their mystery locations because for safety purposes right you don't want the angry specific other to come after you and uh, be violent exactly so and so many these people are in dire need that they do work for social local social workers Mm -hmm. can you give us an example of uh, how some of these people are living and and why are these gifts so important the majority of our clientele are the people in poverty Mm -hmm. in greater cleveland in lorraine county um the poverty level is so low and these people are in such dire need their children sleep on floors Mm -hmm. even the parents can sleep on floors uh, recently, when I was helping distribute layettes and speaking to the social workers about these conditions, so many of them, um, it, they barely sleep on a sheet. I ask about air mattresses or anything like that, and it's and nothing. And um, those are some of the items that we distribute, and we're trying to distribute more. The more donations we have, more mm-hmm. money we have, the more items we can distribute. Um, the layettes, when we distribute layettes, that child is usually going home in a box, which mm-hmm. they do now in, from hospitals, and um, uh, that child would normally not have anything, no blankets, no underwear, no um, any basic necessities. Uh, the My Stuff bags, those children, especially the social workers, uh, there's one agency that tells us that uh, one of the stories is that um, it was an eight, eight-year-old boy that received our My Stuff bag, and he was just going home. His mom had been not been able to take care of him, and um, he was given a My Stuff bag when he was going home and be able to reunite with her. And she op- he opened up the bag and saw that he had new underwear in there, and he said, look, Mom, I have new underwear, and now I don't have to wear yours. And it was an eight-year-old boy. You know, the, the stories, when you hear an individual story, reminds me of a quote, especially if it's about wartime, but it applies into these situations. Well, when you just hear statistics, and they are just numbers, but when you hear the individual stories, you can sense the tragedy, and uh, the you can feel the need uh, when you hear stories like this, mm-hmm. that there are people out there like that. Going to the statistics side, uh, do you have any idea of how many people are out there who are in this condition here in the Cleveland and Lorain County areas? In particular, uh, at our recent event, our fundraiser, Mm -hmm. uh, we honored one of uh, our vendors, Alan Silverman, who used Mm -hmm. to own Silverman's Discount Drugstores. And uh, in his acceptance speech, uh, he is now a partner with Shoes and Clothes for Kids, which is where we distribute our school uniforms Mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. In 2018, 2,700 children in the Cleveland Municipal School District are homeless. And of these, the children that receive 
our bags from Shoes and Clothes for Kids, the uniforms that are distributed in these bags, um, their Shoes and Clothes for Kids are tracking the statistics of these children because everybody has a number, a school ID number. So they're able to track the statistics. And the last few years that they have received these school uniform packages, they have increased attendance in school by 26%, which is fantastic for these children in poverty and some even in homeless conditions that their interest in school is um, increasing. Well, uh, moving stories, I mean, it makes it sound like uh, there's something positive going on here, and it's it's all for charity. People are allowed to take deductions for don- donating to the charity, your 501c3, I see. Correct. Uh, and uh, when people use that term, people wonder, what, what's that number about? It's an internal revenue code section that an organization will call the federal government so that if you make a donation to that group, you can take a tax deduction for a charitable deduction for that uh, that amount of money you put in. But uh, with regard to plans for the future, are, are, how are you doing over the last five years and what's your projection for the next couple of years? Are you guys increasing anywhere? Are you holding your own? or Are things getting a little tight and are you on a downward slide? Our, we have four reading literacy programs. Mm-hmm. So we have um, our funding uh, school libraries. So there's a lot of children there. Our, usually our numbers does stay around 6,800 children we serve each year. We would love to increase that um, with more funds. We would love to uh, help everybody that we possibly can, all the children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we distribute about 150 layettes every month, which tells you what the need is. We distribute about 100 My Stuff bags every month which, again, shows you the need. Um, beds and cribs, we do a 500 a year. Um, would that, from what I am hearing from the social workers, is one of the biggest items right now that are, is desperate need. Is the Beds and cribs. Beds and cribs. Mm-hmm. And are you, do you have to, again, I go back to the question, I'm trying to visualize how you get these things. Do you have people actually donating beds and cribs or... You, you go out and buy them. We purchase them, mm-hmm. yes, and then the social workers pick them up for, from us, or possibly a family mm-hmm. may pick it up from us. Do you ever get any feedback from some families that were helped by the Christchild Society who have somehow broken the cycle and, and gotten out of that and come back to let, let you know how that happened? We have. We do not because of the people, children, and uh, families mm-hmm. we serve because of their their situations well we certainly hope they do work their way out of these situations but uh, it sounds like you know what what is being given are just such basic things Um, and uh, I would imagine there's a lot of gratitude there for what what is being given what we see a lot of um, a lot of feedback that we get is in our school reading Mm -hmm. programs Mm -hmm. Uh, we Start. Um, we started school literacy programs years and years ago, dozens of years ago, and um, the school two school libraries that we um, not only run but staff and stock. We um, are both of those schools are at least ninety six percent levels of poverty. Every mm-hmm. single child mm-hmm. that goes there, um, those children are so excited when we come and they can come and read with us and um, pick out books to take home. At the end of the school year, we have um, sales so those kids can take home books for five and ten cents a piece. So we can, and then we restock the library for the next school year. Um, and one reading literacy program at a Head Start school, we're reading the child we received a small grant last year $500 so we were able to purchase books for all the children two mm-hmm. books per child and what we would do is read the book three different ways over a period of time so we'd read the book straight out and then we would read the book and maybe the child would pick, um the animal numbers of animals and then maybe the next time it's read through is um colors something like that and then at the end of that program they're given the book to take home with the reading literacy um, issues right now, it has reached three generations. So they'll probably take in a home a book that their mother can't even read, mm-hmm. her mother can't even read, and their grandmother can't even read. That's the level that the literacy is at right now. Well, keep uh, keep swinging out there. Uh, thank you for your service with regard and to your whole group. 
uh, for all the years you've been doing this because the, these are the things that make human life human life and uh, to make it better for the people who are in our midst who are suffering like this. So thank you very much for, for coming on tonight. Thank um, you. And uh, with that, um, we'll, we'll let you go, Kathy Caruso. And the group is Christ Child Society of Cleveland, and uh, you can find them on the Internet and uh, go to their website and donate. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're going to take a short break. After these words, you're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance WHK Cleveland. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. In the next two segments, we're going to be talking about uh, a tragedy that unfolds itself every day here in the United States and elsewhere in the world, uh, the tragedy of death, especially the death of young people. And to make that tragedy even worse when we talk about teen suicides, uh, with us to talk about that uh, tonight is Matthew Devell. Matthew, how are you? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, some of the information we have about uh, suicides, uh, I, I just, first off, personally don't understand suicide. What can be so bad to have someone take their own life? What what torment must be going through their minds to do this? But some of the statistics, we find that uh, the second leading cause of death for ages between 10 and 24 is suicide. And uh, also I see other notes that college-age youth between ages of 12 and 18 also uh, it's the second leading cause of death. The uh, fact each day I have a number of an average of over 3,000 suicide attempts are made by young people in grades 9 through 12. Uh, these are these are alarming uh, alarming statistics uh, as to what's going on with our youth who have so much to live for in, in these years. 
but uh, before we start talking about suicides, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how are you involved in suicide prevention? Well, actually, uh, at the age of 25, I attempted suicide myself. I'm 56 now, and I dedicated my life after that to uh, finding a solution to this problem, and I've become the world's leader in uh in the mental disorder um, solutions, uh, it's kind of an odd evolution, but I discovered uh, the reasons behind uh, how somebody could attempt suicide. And it takes a lot for somebody to get to that point, but it's all based off of experience. You don't catch suicide. It actually is a result of having had an experience, uh, what we call trauma, anything that's outside the scope of our usual life experience, it could be anything, it could be a harsh word to uh, rape. I mean, it's there's no, uh, it's all about perception of the individual and their, uh, their experience of the world up to that point. So we find that most, uh, the reason I focus on teens is because uh, most of the, about 85% of those who become suicidal later on in life uh, have experienced uh, a, tra- a trauma from the ages of uh, 10 to 23. So uh-huh. I, I want to focus on that age group to alleviate the issue prior to uh, becoming adults. You know, as as I mentioned uh, in the beginning, is that I I don't understand suicide, how people can rationally think that suicide is an alternative, unless they're at the end stages of a fatal disease, uh, a teenager who is not getting a good reputation on social media. Uh, how does it uh, come about that they they find that the alternative and the next course of action is suicide? And and I think it's fascinating that 30 years ago you were involved with this whole thought process yourself, so that makes you an ideal individual to talk about what, what went on in your mind that made suicide palatable. Well, it's, it's actually not a, uh, a logical um, thought process. It, it actually is a mechanical process. That's, that's what we are moving towards as far as treatment goes because the mind is mechanical. There, there's a, a built-in innate program in every human being. It's called survival instinct. And when, it's, we, when we have uh, these traumas, they're designed to stay in our consciousness the ones that we need are the ones that are, that are related around food, sex, and danger. Those are the things we need to uh, be aware of in order to uh, survive in this environment. Now, when we have a, uh, a trauma that's outside the scope of, of what our survival instinct needs, uh, then we need to uh, find a, a way to cope with that trauma. And we will exhaust every available resource to uh, find a way to cope with the trauma from overeating to undereating to uh, extreme sports to uh, doing things that are dangerous, anything to avoid the elephant in the room, uh, which is uh, the consciousness and that trauma. So what happens is uh, if you... Uh, are exposed to anyone who's uh, committed suicide, like, for instance, Robin Williams, very popular uh, individual, that's your experience of when you're having a trauma, that's what somebody would use as a a fallback, and that would be a way to uh, alleviate the, the pressure in the consciousness of this trauma. Because the trauma is not just a trauma, it's anything that happened during the trauma. Every smell, taste, uh, sound, uh, every color, everything to do with that experience becomes something you want to avoid. So your world gets very small. And at that point, uh, the reason why uh, teens are so 
susceptible is because uh, after the age of seven, the hemispheres in our brain uh, separate. They become independent of each other. Mm. And that's when we start uh, learning about how to uh, navigate in this world um, socially. And uh, before that, we're just downloading information. Just It's just downloading. We're not really in a uh, state where we're uh, doing cognition-type behavior, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, independent thinking. So well, at the yeah. end, what happens is the survival instinct kicks in, and it tells you, hey, kill yourself. That'd be a solution to this problem, because nobody really knows how to deal with this, because you... You watch on TV, you you uh, listen to the radio, you don't hear any solutions. You just hear about awareness, uh, medication you can take, psychotherapy. All this stuff is very unpleasant to somebody that's young, uh, that doesn't want to be medicated, that doesn't want to be a science experiment. So the, uh, the option to attempt suicide is actually becomes a pretty viable solution. So uh, what we're going to talk about in the second half is the solution that has oh, sure. come about sure. over the last decade that is something that every parent and every adolescent needs to listen to because this is the solution, and it's non-medical, and it's non-invasive, and it's quick. When you mention, so the, when you mention the survival instinct, uh, death is perhaps the most uh, terrifying outcome for most people. And yet I, I still have a hard time getting around the fact that uh, is death looked at as some type of calm, uh, pleasant alternative com- uh, compared to dealing with uh, emotional stress? It uh, it does. It's almost like uh, an amnesic, or not amnesic, but a numbing effect uh, takes place and it uh, the survival instinct is pretty interesting because it even like nine eleven it allows people to jump out of a burning building knowing you're going to die. But I mean, I don't know how I didn't see any people that were on fire that jumped out of the building, but they perceived that they were going to burn to death. And there was over three hundred people that did that that day in nine eleven. So that's survival instinct, and that's the power it has over the psyche of a human. It's pretty fascinating that we can actually disengage that survival instinct within five minutes. Really? And and I I do it all the time over the phone when people call. I've been on a suicide prevention hotline for uh, over a decade now, and within five minutes of somebody calling, I can disengage the survival instinct, and they will not return to that... uh, frame of mind again after that so it's uh it like i said the mind is mechanical it's not uh, abstract and a mystery anymore it's actually a a uh, and all minds are exactly the same it's not like anybody's unique and and in two decades or i haven't found anybody that's got a different mind than anyone else so uh it is a new universal law the the functionality of the mind and how we store and process memories. Sure, well let's take, so a, sh- you, let's take a short break and you hold that thought because we want to talk about what you sure. can do about it and what you've been doing about it. Uh, we're talking to Matthew DeVell who's a person who's focused and dedicating his life to preventing suicides. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. Don't go away. I can't get no Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage. 
steps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. Hi, I'm Kelsey Grammer. Wounded Warrior Project supports injured veterans by connecting them with fellow warriors, by serving them through mental health and wellness programs, and by empowering them to live on their own terms. No one should face a battle alone. Join us at WoundedWarriorProject.org. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I, at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips & Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips & Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. back, Cleveland, to our final segment of The Advocate for tonight. This is Nick Phillips, and we're talking about uh, a, a big problem, and that's called teen suicide, something that just breaks the hearts of millions of people as friends and relatives are, are subject to this, uh, this consequence that goes on uh, almost on a daily basis. Uh, to talk to us about that is uh, Matthew DeBell. And he's an expert, or at least spends a lot of his waking hours uh, talking about preventing suicides. Uh, Matthew, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. You know, we we talked about suicide during the last segment uh, and how there's more of it than than we would like. Um, are, are we seeing an increase in teen suicides? Uh, and is it related to things such as social media or just the current stresses that we older people may not be aware of? Uh, we are becoming more, it, the actual statistics indicate we are increasing and it's, the the environment is different than it was 20, 30 years ago because we have more access to information. We have uh, cell phones that you can communicate with. Uh, when I was home, when I was a kid, you know, the phone rang, nobody knew because we didn't have answer machines. And, you know, it was it was like the, when the tree fell in the forest, did anyone hear it hit the ground? I mean, same thing. It's Now we're, we're inundated with uh, bad news constantly, 24 hours a day with the media. And uh, it's, it's hard to find people who are reporting on actually good news. Like, uh, this is kind of a bittersweet uh, conversation we're having because it's bad news and good news. Uh, like I wanted to get back to how uh, memories are formed when when you have a uh, if I if I can tell you uh, or ask you what was the best kiss you ever had you're going to search your memories and you're going to find the one that had the was the the one that was most pleasing to you and the way you do that is you look for uh, when you look back in your memory you're going to the memories that are the most pleasing to you or the most displeasing to you are going to have <clears throat> hierarchy. That's the energy that stored that memory. And that memory uh, has a hierarchy, let's say, of 10 possibility. Now, when you're in the level from 8 to 10, that is in your uh, your um, your your unconscious mind. And in, in the unconscious mind is where your uh, um, survival instinct is. So if you have a an unpleasant memory that's that's kind of roaming around your your uh, your 
unconscious uh, memory and anytime you're activated by something that reminds you of it, a trigger, you're going to activate your survival instinct. So what happens is when people, I've been answering suicide prevention hotline for years, so when somebody calls me, I ask them, I don't ask them what's going on, I ask them how long they felt the way they feel. And they'll say, well, so two days ago, or a week, or 50 years, and I say, well, what happened 50 years ago? Well, it's no big deal. I've, I, uh, you know, I just, I got raped at 16, but I'm, I'm older now. I'm in my 60s or whatever. And, and, uh, and I say, well, it is a big deal because <clears throat> you can remember it. So I do a procedure on them that is a procedure because I have to follow it exactly. And what happens is it changes the hierarchy of that experience that happened when they were 16. It changes the hierarchy of it. And when that happens, it removes itself out of the unconscious mind, and it processes into the subconscious. Well, that, well, this so is, when you look back... Yeah, go ahead, because you're, you're getting to the point where this is the real secret uh, of what you do. Yes. Because uh, yes. when someone's calling in crisis, at least they have the presence of mind to call for help, and, and you're there. Yes. How, how do you do this? And you said earlier you do it within five minutes. You can get uh, to their survival instinct. Yeah, because uh, the hard part for people is not the... It, it, the hard part is suicide is actually easier than calling me. <laughs> uh-huh. Believe it or not. Because suicide, uh, to call somebody, you're exposing yourself. And the stigma behind that and the fear is greater than the fear of killing yourself. So what I did was I had this, this actual procedure that I used that is nothing more than a a cognitive neuropsychology cognition treatment, which is nothing more than me speaking to you and you answering questions, and that takes less than five minutes. So what I did was I took this procedure, and there's actually three, because there's three different types of trauma you can experience in life. That's it. There's no more than that. There's uh, there's the trigger kind, the kind that are suppressed memories where you you're afraid of spiders, but you walk around life and you're not even thinking about spiders until you see one. That's a trigger. So there's a um, there's a process for that, and then there's one for, uh, like, if you were raped, or I say rape a lot because most traumas from the age of 10 to 23 involve some type of molestation or sexual type uh, experience that was forced upon the individual. So that's probably the most extreme uh, memory that I deal with and the most common. So I, when I, that one would create a depression or anxiety or suicidal ideation. And then the last one is PTSD or manic or bipolar. And those involve multiple traumas over years of time. Mm-hmm. And that takes a separate type of uh, treatment for that. But they all are absolute in their their methodology which is a a trademarked system i i call new recall and it's r r u dash uh uh n u dash r a k a l l new recall so uh that process is trademarked copywritten so it's actually a mechanical procedure that I've taught other people, so they're replicating it. It's not, I'm not like a, uh, a um, healer or anything like that, so the mind is mechanical, and it can be replicated. So what I did was I took that procedure for anxiety and depression and suicidal ideation because of stigma. I want to bypass that and the fear, so I created an app, an app for mobile devices, and the, the app takes 10 minutes to do. And it's designed for teens that are having issues. And you can do the app anonymously. It's what, free. What is the name and of you, the app? You get, well, can you give us the name of well, the app? Well, the app, I'm in the process of getting it put onto Apple and Android okay. stores, but it, it is uh, available through our through our website, which is supportisp.org. That's International Suicide Prevention. Uh, it's a nonprofit. And that app is available. We're... Right now we're having about seven people a day. The app's not even on stores, so 
they're finding it through our website and they're doing the, the uh, and I, I see the results of the app. It's not like, uh, I wonder if it's working. So there are indicators at the end of the procedure on the app that tell me if you did it successfully or it mm-hmm. failed. So um, that's all been, uh, we were talking probably one out of eight uh, do the app incorrectly, which there are parameters you have to follow. One is that you can't be, you can't be in the situation at the moment, like you're in a situation where you're being molested every day by somebody, that's not, the app's not going to help you if you're in that situation. You need to get out of the situation in order to start the process of being treated. Uh, cause that's, that's like you got cut and you're, you're going to get cut tomorrow and you know you're going to get cut tomorrow yeah, yeah. and you, you keep going yeah. back. So it's not going to help you. Not, well, uh, the other thing is you have, since we're running out of, you have to, since we're running out of time, okay. I want want to make sure everyone understands how to get to this app. If they were to Google, okay, uh, how would they? What would they find? Uh, International Suicide Prevention. All spelled out. Uh, we we yeah, we have a uh, a Google grant that when you search for us, we should show up in the first five names. So International Suicide Prevention. And we're the only ones that have a, a self-help app that you can treat yourself in 10 minutes. And it's a permanent treatment. You're not going back and, and doing the treatment right. over and over right. again. It's a one-time treatment. Well, if, if this can prevent unnecessary deaths due to suicide and turn people around, uh, boy, it's it's a godsend you've been able to do this. But, uh, but in any event, uh, I'd like to thank uh, Matthew Devell uh, talking to us tonight about suicide prevention. And uh, Google suicide, international suicide prevention, and look for the app if someone you know uh, has some of these problems. Matthew, thank you again. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. My, my pleasure. And thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. So between now and then, have a great week. Good night. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset, sat and drank my fresh mint tea. Nothing to do until morning And only my mind for company Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.